Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been Hoping that you drop in. I'll hold your hands. They're just like I. My mother will start to my father will be pacing the floor Listen to the fireplace So really I'd better go Darling, please don't hurry Well, maybe just a half a drink more Put some music on while I pour The neighbors might say Baby, it's bad out there Hey, what is this drink? No cabs to be had out there I wish I knew how your eyes are like starlight now. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. No, 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 Mind if I move up? At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my pride? I really can't say. Baby, it's cold outside. Simply must go. Now, baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. Baby, it's cold outside. This welcome has been. Lucky that you dropped in. Look out the window at that storm. My brother will be there at the door. My maiden aunt's mind is delicious. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. Never such a blizzard before. I got to go home. Baby, you'll freeze out there. Hey, lend me your coat. Up to your knees out there. You've really been great. I thrill when you touch my hand. How can you do this thing to me? Tomorrow. I'll think of my lifelong At sorrow. least there will be plenty in If you call pneumonia and I, I really can't stay Baby, Baby it's cold <laughs> Well, welcome to the Thursday morning Campfire Cafe from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. That song is Baby, It's Cold Outside by Mary Kay Holt and R.W. Hampton. And baby, it's been cold here in Nashville, Tennessee. Bobby Bell is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. My co-host, Bobby, is it cold out there? Well, we started the morning at 31 degrees, and it's working its way to 66, but yes, we have uh, definitely cold weather. The fall has arrived in Albuquerque, yes. <laughs> the fall has arrived. It was 28 here in Nashville this morning with frost on the ground, so yeah, no more grass wow. cutting. No more grass cutting for us, you know. <laughs> fall is here. Fall is here. Beautiful day, though, and we have a beautiful weekend lined up. We have a beautiful show 
lined up today on the Campfire Cafe. Tell us who our very special guest is joining us for the Campfire Cafe. We welcome back Mike Blakely, who will be with us in a moment or two. All right, looking forward to talking with Mike and catching up with him. And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America, it's Backcountry Horsemen of America with their chairman, Mr. Mark Hummel. And we'll be talking with him uh, in just a little bit on Saddle Up America. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Mike Blakely. It's one called No Time to Linger. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. I got no time to linger. Six strings on my fingers remind me. Places to go down a road that will soon be behind me. Got a sound check or two. And not a whole lot to do but hang out with the boys of the band. And pray for the wisdom to deal with the system. If things don't work out like we planned, I met this pretty little girl right before the tour I couldn't bring her. By the time I get back home, she probably has somebody's ring on her finger. Hey, she wouldn't have lasted long with this rambling songwriting. I've been blessed with this curse Could be worse I got no time to linger I got no time to linger Till I'm a dead ringer in limbo But for now I'll just step on the gas And pick up the tempo Barely making enough To pay for the stuff Of which some people say dreams are made In search of a show and a crowd with a soul to wake up this same old serenade. And I met this pretty little girl right before the tour and I couldn't bring her. By the time I get back home, she probably has somebody's ring on her finger. Oh, anyway, and she wouldn't have lasted long with this rambling song writing the singer. I've been blessed with this curse, could be worse. I got no time to linger. I got no time to linger I'm just one bridge away Crossing over with something to say I've been blessed with this I got no time to linger like a gunslinger in motion There ain't no time to rest On the quest for the miracle potion There's a song up ahead That could wake up the dead With a dance to the dawn of the dream But someday the fruit Will blow off the roof And truth will bust out at the seam And I met the pretty little girl Right before the door And I couldn't bring her by the time I get back home, she'll probably have somebody's ring on her finger. Oh, anyway, hey, she wouldn't have lasted long with a rambling songwriting singer. I've been blessed with this curse, could be worse, I got no time to let. I've been blessed with this curse, I could be worse, I got no time to let. 
<laughs> Welcome back to the award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Radio Legacy Network. If you're just joining us, that was No Time to Linger, written and performed by Mike Blakely from his album Gemstone. Today's featured guest on Campfire Cafe is Mike Blakely, an acclaimed and award-winning American novelist and singer-songwriter. His engaging focus is on the West he knows and loves so well. As an author, he has published 20 books and has won the Spur Award for Best Western Novel, awarded by the Western Writers of America. As a singer-songwriter, Mike Blakely has released 14 albums, performed all over the U.S., and has toured Europe. Recently, Mike, along with singer-songwriter friends James Arthur Martinez and John Greenberg, have launched a new band, The Outlaw Firm. Mike joins us today to share news of the band and news of the release of their first album. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe our good friend, Mike Blakely. Welcome, Mike. Hey, it's good to be back. And uh, that song, No Time to Linger, that describes my life here recently, getting this new trio. <laughs> <laughs> so that was an apropos way to start a uh, good choice of song. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, the guys, well, good to have you with us, Mike. Good to have you with us. Yeah, it's very you, are, you are staying busy, my friend. You are staying busy. I am. You know, yeah. we put together this trio, and I say we put it together this year, but uh, John Arthur Martinez and John M. Greenberg and I have actually been working together for 25 or 30 years, uh, just helping each other with each other's bands, each other's projects. And we decided, why don't we make this official and just do this as a trio? And we came up with the name, The Outlaw Firm, because we were talking about, well, how are we going to, what are we going to name the little trio? And, and uh, we decided, well, we just maybe just put our, our names, you know, last names in alphabetical order, Blakely, Greenberg, Martinez, and John Arthur <laughs> Martinez. That sounds like a San Antonio law firm. <laughs> so the outlaw firm Johnny Greenberg said well how about the outlaw firm instead of a law firm so that's how we came up with the outlaw firm we're not really you know uh, gosh. that's brilliant that's brilliant that's, that is so cool <laughs> so you just had a CD release party a couple of days ago and I think that was a sold out event for you yeah, we we debuted it at uh, a, a winery here, Texas Heritage Vineyard. That's also a music venue. There, uh, you know, there's a lot of wine uh, vineyards and, and tasting rooms here in the Fredericksburg, Texas area. It's Texas wine country, but uh, some of them feature music a lot more. And this this is the the top one, I think. Texas Heritage Vineyard. They they really support Texas music and. And uh, they they blend wine and music and good times uh, together. So that's where we chose to release the the first release party for the the album, and it uh, turned out great. As you said, it was well, that out. is that is so cool. That is so cool. Well, I'm going to get to some music from the Outlaw Firm, but before we do that, I want to get to another Mike Blakely song, and this okay. is Mother Nature, Father Time. Tell us about this song. Well, you know, it's it's just interesting. Uh, my my wife and I co-write songs together, and a couple of years ago, um, she was at work, and I was here at home at work, and I had an idea to write a song, and it had something to do with Mother Nature, and I was looking for the next line. So my version said something about Mother Nature, cosmic dust. You know, I don't know where I came up with that, but I knew it wasn't quite, <laughs> I, I knew it wasn't, wasn't quite right. 
And then Annie came home, and coincidentally, she said, you know, I came up with a song idea this morning uh, as Mother Nature, Father Time. So we literally have the same Mother Nature thing in our head in two different oh, places. Oh, wow. And wow. I said, oh, my. Mother Nature, Father Time. That's what I was trying to get to. So thank you. <laughs> we, we started writing the song immediately, and uh, th- we put this on the album, and, and we sing it as a as a duo. All duo. right. Well, it's a be- beautiful duet. And uh, and I'm so happy that you used Father Time and, instead of that cosmic thing that you were yeah. talking about. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's take a listen to Mother Nature, Father Time. It's Mike Blakely and Annie. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Sleep in my arms under Orion. Wake with sunrise, your hand in mine. Lift up your eyes. Songbirds that fly, singing the gospel, Mother Nature, Father Time. You and I, we love to learn from the season. Look from an acorn, look from a fawn. Mother Nature says, Hey, Father Time, I need you as we dance through the twilight and love through the dawn. Sleep in my arms under Orion. Wake with the sunrise, your hand in mine. Lift up your eyes, songbirds are flying. Singing the gospel, Mother Nature, Father Time. It just didn't work at all. <laughs> just did not work. No, that that, that got shoved uh, aside real soon when we started writing the song. <laughs> oh gosh, you and Annie are such a great couple, and uh, and I know we've talked about this before, but our audience continues to increase and change. Tell us just real quickly how you and Annie met. Great. Okay. Story. Well, Annie. Yeah, Annie's father was a friend and a, of mine and a supporter. He had a music store here in Fredericksburg, and he sponsored a lot of my events. And I, at the time, I didn't even know Annie existed. Uh, but uh, she she came back home from Arizona, and uh, her father was opening a new music store in Kerrville, and I went there to play the grand opening. 
And there was this beautiful woman taking pictures for the grand opening who I didn't know. And so, so I approached her later and I said, Hey, if you get any good pictures, this was my, my, you know, my, my way of yeah. getting acquainted. Your line. Yeah. Your line. <laughs> if you can find a good picture of me, you know, email it to me cause I can use it for promo. And uh, then she told me who she was and, and, and all that. And so we became email pen pals because of that. And we just, you know, one thing leads to another. And we had a, a couple of dates. So we have a lot of things in, in common. You know, she likes music and and uh, outdoorsy kind of stuff. And so do I. So, and she has a journalism degree. So do I. So we had a lot of things in common. And a couple of years later, we were married. Oh, wow. Wow. And how long has that been now? It's been almost, uh, well, it's been 12 and a half years. Let's call it that. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Time time flies, doesn't it? It does fly. Because it's hard to be married to a traveling cowboy musician. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. Well, the Outlaw Firm, uh, you sent me about three songs from there that we're going to try to get to uh, during this little bit of time that we have together. But... uh, Mm -hmm. As I was looking at uh, the Outlaw Firm's Facebook page, I saw a table mm-hmm. spread out with some things on it. How, Mike, are you presenting your music now as far as CDs, albums? What, what, are, you, what are you doing? With this new project, we're not doing any CDs. We found, you know, not as many people have CD players as it was right. once common. And so it's a uh, it's a USB, uh, but it's it looks like a credit card when you purchase it. I mean, it's the size and shape and and dimensions of a credit card. You could slip it in your wallet, but it's it's got okay. a, a part of the credit card thing that flips out, and that's where the USB uh, is. And it's flipped. You know, you can put it in your dashboard, or your vehicle, or plug it into your computer uh, through the USB slot. And uh, it's it's been uh, pretty popular for us right off the bat here. And, but we are pressing uh, a vinyl record, an LP. It's just not quite ready yet. It takes a little longer to get the LPs uh, manufactured. Right. So that be in the near future here, probably a couple of weeks or you know, no more than a month away from now, that we'll have a, an LP to offer folks too. Wow. And, you know, so it was like I've last had... last. Go ahead. Yeah, I've, I've never had a vinyl record before. I, I kind of fell in between vinyl and, and um, cassettes, you know, that, that sort of thing. Right, so this, right. For all three, all three of us artists, it's our first vinyl record, so we're pretty excited because, because as they say, as you know, in Nashville, they say it ain't final till it's vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and vinyl outsold CDs last year for the first time, you know, so exactly. that is pretty so cool. Time change with yeah. the times. Uh, times change, and uh, yeah, so you're using a USB, and uh, Mary Kay is part of a, a girls group now that she got started called Gone with the West, and so they are putting their music on a, they're, they're doing a postcard, and it's postcard with a photograph of everybody and a little information about what kind of the music's going to be, but they have a QR code. So people can just scan that and download the music from that scan. And uh, that's great. It's yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how we end up, you know, from eight track, well, from vinyl, from 45s and albums 
the cassettes, the eight tracks, and, and I, I've got people that don't even know what a cassette is, you know, or an eight track is, <laughs> and then the CDs. And and one day people will not know what a CD is, so there'll be a collector's item as well. Interesting. We're uh, we're soon going to have uh, the Outlaw Firm available as downloads, you know, from wherever you download music. We're working on that. It'll be very soon. But my wife, Annie, got all of my music from the past, all 14 albums. She got all of that onto uh, the electric Internet or whatever it is where people can download <laughs> it. Thank you. My oh, wife wow. Created that, you know, it's just another revenue stream, so it helps us out a lot. It does. It does. Well, listen, let's get to some music from Mike Blakely and the Outlaw Firm. And this one is called Pool Hall. Let's take a listen to that. We're going to come back and talk more with Mike today on the Campfire Cafe. I want y'all to listen to this modern day
by John Arthur Martinez, one of the members of the new trio, The Outlaw Firm. We're talking with Mike Blakely. Mike, um, would you tell us a little bit about both of your other members of the band, John Arthur Martinez and um, John M. Greenberg? You can give us a little background information about each one. Absolutely. Uh, so when I moved to Marble Falls back in the the late 80s I, that's where I met John Arthur Martinez he was already very active in the music community and I was trying to get back into it you know after being serving in the Air Force for a while and going to college and all that so he helped me get back into the music biz there and uh, we started writing songs together uh, and you may remember that John Arthur a few years ago was on the very first season of Nashville Star uh, mm-hmm. he was on there all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Miranda Lambert, Miranda came in third, and John Arthur came in second, and Buddy Jewell won the thing that year. But that was that was a thing that gave him not only regional exposure but national exposure, and his career really took off from there. And, and uh, he goes to to Europe like I have done many times in the past. He tours Europe every year, and has great following over there. So that's that's my buddy John Arthur Martinez, um, and John in Greenberg. Uh, moved to Marble Falls area in the in the 90s, mainly to get into the music business with some people that, that he had met, you know, that we'd recorded with or whatever. So we became friends and started writing songs together. All three of us started collaborating. Uh, and finally, after all these years, we decided to make it official and to create an actual entity, you know, a trio that we call the Outlaw Firm. So that's how we all got together. So interesting. Um, Gary, go ahead. I'm sure you've got another question. Well, I, you know, it's just uh, it's the timing <laughs> of the thing. So, so why did this seem to be the right time for you guys to form the outlaw firm? Um, that's kind of hard to answer. I mean, we've been working a lot together uh, over the years. You know, John Greenberg and I would sing harmonies on John Arthur's records, and we harmonize well together. We do a lot of three part harmonies in, in the band. So there's yeah. a vocal thing going. We all realize that we get we got these skills that just fit together real well. John John Arthur is a percussionist. You know, he plays percussion instruments if he's not playing rhythm guitar when when he sings. And I play okay. mandolin, so I play a little mandolin. And Johnny's a great guitar player. He plays all kind of guitars. So you know, our our skills just started to fit real well together. And let's say let's just you know call it something and and start a trio. So that's what we did. So it just felt like it was the time to to do something like that. So that that is pretty yeah. cool. That is pretty. We and the audiences, so that that would help too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, now we've got this music that we can share with people. So I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to another song from the Outlaw Firm. This one is called Prison Road Clown. Do you know what the story is behind this song? You didn't write this one, but do you know the story behind the song? This one was written by uh, John Greenberg and Jeff, our buddy Jeff Wild Horse Posey, another songwriter. And it's a prison rodeo clown, and uh, it's it's the best prison rodeo clown ever written. I guarantee you that. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just a, a really great story song about this guy that gets he's a prison you know in Texas we have a prison rodeo at Huntsville State Pen you know and oh yeah there are yeah. all the cowboys are are convicts in in prison and and so are the rodeo clowns you know so this is a story of the rodeo clown getting out of prison and trying to go straight and, and uh, maybe he didn't quite you know pull that off but 
And it's a bluegrass is... kind of thing up, up beat, and so it's, it's fun to listen to. All right, so this is his story. Not not Mike's story, but it is the story of the prison road it's clown. Our we'll be back. Charlie just got out today. He survived at 30. Charlie swears he's coming clean, but got the whole world dirty. He hocked himself a promise ring, swore she'd wait forever. I guess she never on a trade, shiny golden leather. Charlie, keep both your head and your engine on. Sure been good to see you, though we know you can't stay long. You're bound to get eight second chances to make the next go round. You'll be back before they find another prison rodeo clown. Charlie took a job today, he wants to buy a Chevy. Work is hard, the pay is light, his heart and mind are heavy. Took home just enough without a dime left over. He wants a Chevy yesterday and he won't wait forever. Shall the keep both your head and your engine on? Sure been good to see you though we know you can't stay long. You're gonna get eight second chances to make the next go round. You'll be back before they find another prison rodeo clown.
And but he wrote this the lyrics to this song called One Last Ride because that's what for a while he thought he was looking at his one last ride. Yeah. He's he's also a great horseman and, and has uh, raised and bred horses over the years. So uh, this it's just full of uh, cowboy wisdom, and you know we're all going to look at the one last ride someday. So it's a, not a bad thing to think about it. Uh, just be prepared for you know the, the ultimate that's right. future. And uh, so he wrote the lyrics and he asked me if I would put a melody to it. And so that's how this song came to be. It's words by Duke Davis and music by Mike Blakely. Well, it is a great song. It's called One Last Ride. It's by the Outlaw Firm. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. just a button. I was molded by the best to be a man of sage and prairie. I grew tough with every test. I rode the Bronx and the wild ones with quirt, rein, and saddle. I sure enough was a puncher, boys, who could rope, hang, and rattle. I knew the bovine and the equine, well-versed in western ways. I learned the good Lord needs a point man to gather in his strength. It takes more to make a man than just the rough ones that he's rode. A feather's got to learn to live and die by cowboy code. Be kind to kids and horses. Do a lady tip your hat. Look a man eye to eye. Leave the gate where it was at Thank the good Lord every day For the chance to live outside And remember, there will come a day When you take one last ride One last ride, when will I make it? One last ride, where will I take it? Your life is your own story Your eternal Read the good book now and then Always help your neighbor Wear a smile for all your friends Don't cinch your horse too tight Or ride with a heavy hand Be a man who keeps his word And always ride for the brand We only get one chance at life So try to get it right it's hard to turn a wild stampede in the darkness of the night. Ride straight and tall, my friends. Play the hand that you've been dealt. Be worth your weight and salt. Not just a buckle on a belt. It's the passing of the mantle. All things from dust to dust. My rig hangs in the saddle house. My spurs turn to rust. I know my time is coming. I feel it deep inside. So jingle in the horses, boys. It's time for one last ride. One last ride. Where will I take it? One last ride. Where will I make it? Your life is your own story. Your eternal ride. 
ride One last ride One last ride One last ride, Mike Blakely and the Outlaw Firm from their brand new self-titled album. He's been our special guest today. Mike, um, several months ago, Gary had introduced a, a, a section for this show that's always fun. I think we call it Tales from the Road or Road Stories. And um, you have traveled extensively performing across the U.S. and Europe. And um, have you got a story that you could share about um, something that that happened to you or the band while you were traveling? Oh, it has to be something I tell on the radio, right? (laughs) (laughs) But we had a bunch, we had a bunch of people that came to the house, a lot of, a lot of entertainers that were at the house, Mike. And so we were sitting around the dining room table. And after we had a, a little bit of a meal, uh, everybody started telling their road stories. And, I mean, we were just dying, dying, laughing. And, uh, yeah, like you said, there are a few that we could have told over the air, and most of them you couldn't have. But, uh, but do you have one that you can kind of tell over the air a little bit? Oh, yeah, probably so. Uh, you know, we, we've worked a lot in in Europe over the years. This one I was in a band with, with Larry Nye and Donnie Price, and we had a – an Italian drummer. And um, so it was great because he was a really good drummer and he was, he could speak English well enough. He could translate for us in Italy and, and he had a van. So (laughs) he would pick us up. Yeah, it was very handy. He also had a van. So he was our driver. He was our drummer. He was our translator, good friend. And uh, we went and stayed at, his name is Stefano, Stefano Bertolotti. He lives uh, in Belgioioso, Italy. There's a little castle okay. there. And he lives right across the street from the castle. And um, he has a recording studio in his basement. So we were recording there. And um, uh, we had a guitar player with us uh, at the time who uh, <clears throat> who was eating some cherries off the cherry tree in, in uh, Stefano's backyard. And uh, he, he said there were Bing cherries, just like in America. And uh, okay. Stefano came out and, and this, this guitar player was kind of bragging about, hey, I was eating your cherries. They're just wonderful. They're really good. And uh, Stefano said, oh, no, no, you, you, you eat the cherries? Oh, this is terrible. And he said, we have to go see my wife because she's a nurse in the hospital. And, and Joe, <laughs> this is Joe, Forlini, Joe Forlini, the guitar player, he says, well, why? Because they're just cherries. And Stefano said, no, no, no. I sprayed the, po- the insect poison on them yesterday. Oh, said, oh no. No, this this can't be. And it wasn't until we got him in, in the car that Stefano uh, told him it was just a joke, and he didn't really. <laughs> 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 but, but I got to tell you, so, uh, so when we were finishing up the album, we finished the album there, and Stefano took us out to a nice restaurant in Belchioso, and the, he knew the owner. The owner came out and gave this lavish feast to us, like uh, multiple-course Italian dinner, and it was just fantastic. And uh, at the end of the, the meal, the, the restaurant owner came around, and he asked, uh, in Italian, he asked Stefano a question, and Stefano says, oh, he wants to know uh, how, how was uh, everything. 
and my bass player, Donnie Price from Lampasas, Texas, leaned back in his chair and he said, mighty fine, mighty fine. And the, the owner of the restaurant got immediately angry and was yelling at <laughs> Stefano and he stomped off in a fit. And I said, Stefano, what was that all about? Well, it turns out that the phrase mighty fine sounds a whole lot like nobody died in Italian. Oh, jeez. Oh, so basically he asked us, you know, how was the food? And we said, well, nobody died. Nobody oh, died. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Stefano wow. says one of the wow. things he was yelling at. One of the things he was yelling at Stefano was, nobody has ever died in my restaurant. That's a rumor. <laughs> uh, so it was an international uh, incident we moved over. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. That is funny. You know, it's just so great when people, when you're out on the road, and I don't care whether you're, you're a musician or whether you're a horse guy, uh, and I've talked to a lot of long riders that have traveled across the country, but the things mm-hmm. that you run into, the people, that you run into are just absolutely amazing. And the hospitality that you run into is pretty amazing with it as well. Either that or you've eaten poison cherries and it doesn't turn out <laughs> just like you planned. But anyway, anyway, on up the trail is a next song that we're going to get to. And uh, tell us about this one. Well, I was inspired to write this by a, a guy named Cowboy Doug Davis, who had been a cowboy for many years, but he's also a great musician. He, he passed away a few years ago, um, but he, he used to hang out at Lukenbach, Texas, and play his music there, and and uh, just a great guy. And, and he, uh, but in the summer here in Texas, he was always wearing a jacket, you know, and it gets hot here in Texas. And uh-huh. so I asked him one. I said, Doug, why why do you wear a jacket when it's this hot? I, you know, I'd, I'd be sweating to death. And and he told me the story about getting stuck in a blizzard in Montana on horseback, way off uh, miles away from the home ranch. An early cold front came in that he didn't know was coming. He didn't have a good enough jacket, and and he just barely made it back to the home ranch. But because it was a total whiteout situation, he couldn't see which way he was going. And then it got dark, and he was freezing to death, and his horse was freezing. And he, finally, the horse just stopped, and uh, he figured, well, he might as well get off the horse before the horse falls down or something. He took one step away from the horse, and he ran into the barn wall in the dark. So oh, the wow. horse had brought him, like the old-timers had told him, just give your horse its head, you know, slack the reins. Right. And, that horse. and he said, but ever since then, he, he was always cold, even in the summer, always just a little bit chilly. So I started writing this song and, and uh, finished it when we had a big freeze event here in about two and a half years ago uh, here in the hill country. We, you know, got down to zero for 14 days, and we're not used to that down here. And all, all our electrical broke off and the tree limbs broke off. And so we were without power for two weeks at, at my house here. Annie and, Annie and I live out in the country. And we were chopping, you know, ice off the water troughs and all that kind of thing. But one night I sat in front of the fireplace, which was the only heat we had in the house for two weeks. And uh, I just finished this song because the, the cold weather kind of inspired me to go ahead and finish it up. And it's called uh, On Up the Trail. And it's a cowboy talking to his horse. You know, he's talking to his horse, Buck, encouraging his pony. Come on, keep going on up the trail. We can do this. We can get through this blizzard. All right, let's listen to it. It's On Up the Trail, Mike. Blakely will be back on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. On up the trail. 
big green pasture Where the grass is sweet And it grows so tall On up the tree Stands a little log cabin Beside a big red barn And a warm dry stall On up the tree Snow is gonna quit falling The wind is gonna stop howling And we can make it there But right now it's rough And this road is rocky And the blizzard winds blow Through your mane and tail I know your feet are tired And you feel empty Things will get a little better, Buck On up the tree We're gonna find a little better luck On up the tree On up the tree Come the tall grass springtime Alfalfa summertime And sweet corn fall On up the tree we can cross this river If we can find that mountain pass But we can have it all On up the tree We're gonna find us some fillies Out running wild We're gonna bring them back home Right now it's rough And this road is rocky Blizzard wind blows through your mane and tail. I know your feet are tired and you're feeling empty, but things will get a little better. But on up the tree, We're gonna find a little better life. On up the tree, hey, look up ahead, but. I see a patch of blue sky Hey, is that a ray of sunshine Come to lead us on home Pick up your feet and fly Never more to feel empty Things are finally getting better But on up the tree I think we found us some better luck On up the tree
Mike Blakely, and I will never listen to that song the same again after you told us that story. Good. I'm glad you gave me a chance on your on your show to tell the story. I appreciate it. Well, you're very, very welcome. You're very welcome. I want to, right now, I just want to give you an open invitation to have you and the Outlaw Firm come back on the show. I think you have some more music that you're going to send me on that, but would love to have John Arthur and John M. come back and join us for the Campfire Cafe. They will be thrilled to hear that, the other two guys, and they know I'm on the air right now. They may be listening, but uh, so they may already know, but if they don't, I'll I'll tell them, and uh, they will be tickled to death to do that with me. I'm right. sure. We'd love to have them come back. Well, you have been a terrific guest. Always enjoy you, Mike. I think, and and don't tell everybody this, but I think you have one of the finest voices in Western music today. So it is always always a pleasure to have you join us well, on the show. You. After you saying that, I'm feeling pretty good about me right now. Well, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, tell our audience around the world where they can find your music and where they can find the rest of, the, of your tour schedule that's coming up. Yeah, just go to MikeBlakely.com, and that's my website. And it's got my calendar on there. And Or you can go to my Facebook presence, which is also just Mike Blakely. B-L-A-K-E-L-Y. And we also have an Outlaw Firm Facebook uh, page, as you know. And it's, uh, if, you yeah. search, yeah, if, if you just search The Outlaw Firm, uh, it'll pop up there and you can check us out. Which we're still building that site and trying to get it uh, in shape. But uh, folks can at least go see what we're playing next or figure out who yeah. we are and what we're doing. Yeah, and I love your logo. It's a pretty cool logo that you've got there as well. So good job. Yeah, one of our, our local... One of our local artists, who is also a singer, her name is uh, Annie Acton. She and her husband have a, a band here where she does graphics on the side, and uh, she just does, did a great job with that logo. Well, she did. Well, you have been a great guest. want to have you come back again and uh, and visit with us. And, and again, John Arthur and Johnny M., look forward to having them come back and join us to the Outlaw Firm. We're going to close out this segment of the show today with another great song that you did, Wherever I Go. Anything that you'd like to tell us about this one? Yeah, my wife and I were in Costa Rica, and we decided to take a a guided fishing trip off the coast of Costa Rica. And we didn't catch any fish, but we had a beautiful tour of the beautiful coast, and uh, Annie was looking at the, the reflections in the waves, and it just reminded her, uh, her her father had passed away not, not too long before that, and and uh, she came up with the idea there. We got back to the hotel, and she told me about it, and it's a, it's a song about all the people who have shaped us and made us who we are, and uh, but who are no longer with us, and, and that's what the song's about, so and, and, uh, everybody's been there. So it's, I think it's a you know an idea or a feeling that everybody can relate to. Well, it's another beautiful, beautiful song. And uh, Mike, thanks again for being with us today. My pleasure. And I look forward to coming back with the Outlaw Firm. All right. Look forward to it. Wherever I go, Mike Blakely will be back in just a moment on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. You're in the sparks on the water, stars in the sky. 
beauty at sunset and the gleam in my eye. I never would have been ready and no one lives forever. But I can feel your presence like we're still together. Wherever I go, the same thing rings true. All these memories remind me of you You're still with me, I know Wherever I go Could be a fragrance or a melody It makes me think of you looking down from above Like a red bone on the radio or a big blue butterfly Or something on the wind catches my eye Wherever I go, the same thing rings true All these memories remind me of you You're still with me, I know Wherever I go Like a late night, lightning strike Like a red tape, hawk and fly Like a feather on the wind Everywhere I go One thing rings true I would not be me If I I've known you You'll be with me I know Everywhere I go You'll be with me I know Everywhere I go For Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, we'll be right back with Backcountry Horsemen of America. In 
Pennsylvania today? Uh, yes, I am. I'm heading back to Montana tomorrow, but I had some uh, had to get some wheels redone for a new wagon or an old wagon I'm restoring, and there's only one part in the country I can get that done. <laughs> so. Wow. So is it like a chuck wagon, or what kind of wagon are you doing? 
Uh, it's actually a, an old Surrey, which is a, like a doctor's wagon, a little fancier. It was made in about 1905, and the wheels needed to be rebuilt, and I only know one, one place in a that I can get it done. That's outside of New Holland, Pennsylvania here. And so I packed them up, brought them in. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Well, we'll have to look for some pictures of that Surrey when it's all done and ready to go. Oh, we'll have to I'll, watch I'll that. I'll feed on Facebook. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll look forward to that. We'll look forward to that. Well, how is the weather in Pennsylvania, by the way? It has been colder than all get out down here in Tennessee. So how is your weather up uh-huh. in Pennsylvania? It is really nice. I mean, nice. So I'm gonna kind of hate to go back, but, but nah. my wife told me the snow's starting to melt. So. Oh wow, wow, wow. Well, we were like 28 this morning here in Nashville, and oh, okay. uh, frost for the first time here. Of course, we had we don't have snow. So I had some friends from Colorado that were in uh, and spend the weekend with us last weekend, and so I think they said that. They found out they were going to go back to several inches of snow on the ground there. I guess you got the same thing in Montana going on? Yeah, I left, I left last Friday, and there was a foot on the ground. So. Oh, it, wow. It, it was different. You know, came back this direction, wow. and the snow, obviously, they didn't have any snow here. But so. Wow. You know, that kind of makes me happy to be in Nashville, Tennessee, where we don't really get that much snow. And we have our four seasons, so that's that is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, or the cold weather, <laughs> or the cold weather, or the cold cold weather. But anyway, well, yeah. we were going to talk a little bit about things that happen off season with Backcountry Horsemen of America, and I guess it's off season because there's so much snow in the backcountry right now. And uh, really would kind of make it hard to get out and clear trails in this kind of weather, wouldn't it? Yes, it does. It uh, usually, you know, everyone's got a a length of their season. You know, this more southern states can possibly go 11 months in the the year. Me, Montana, we only get about 90 days, you know, from snowfall to snowfall. So we really have to have it scheduled with what we get done, but what we don't get done or, or the Everything else we need, we have to, you know, we put it off until, you know, the off season. You know, we don't want to stop and retrain during the middle of, the, you know, when we should be out because because of the short season, you know. So yeah, we have to have things pretty well planned, and you know, we've come up with a system, and it works works really good for us, you know. And so that's what we well, need to get done. Well, talk a little bit. Know. Yeah, talk a little bit about uh, the new training that members get to go through right now. And and yeah. by the way, oh. you're you're a big saw guy, aren't you? Oh yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, that's one of my passions. <laughs> Next to riding, well, we call it the three R's, which is uh, retrain, rebuild, and regroup. <laughs> First of all, we we start with retraining. Uh, once we get into say later September into October for as long as we can until the snow hits us. Anyway, there's always training we go through every year. And, you know, education-wise training, we retrain in chainsaw or cross-cut. We retrain first aid, CPR, basic horsemanship, and, uh, and of course, packing courses. For some, it's just to retrain. But for new people coming in, it's just a whole whole new and we throw a lot of training at individuals before we even step out in the field, you know, to make sure 
because uh, we can't afford mistakes or we can't afford accidents. So we really, that's why we brush up on the education. So. so do you have, do you have formal training sessions that are taking place in different parts across the West uh, during this period of time? Yeah, basically the training takes place in every state. Uh, it gives the, the states in, uh, a lot of versatility when they want to do it because some can get started earlier and some have a longer, you know, a longer time frame. But some states, you know, get down around the, the southwest, you know, they, they don't actually start doing their training or their work until what we would call wintertime because it gets too hot down that way during the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So They'll flip the seasons around, so it's still basically, and you know, however long your season is, that you can get out there and do it. So you know, in the off season, that's when you brush up on your skill sets. And uh, as new people come along, we don't have the time. And when we're out working, so we just sort of hold off until the off season, and then gather them together. Everybody sort of does the same thing; it's just at a different time frame. So we have to make sure we've got trainers in every state in order to do this too so it's 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 a lot of training that we go through well there's a lot of training and a lot of uh, and as you said the time frame is different for people because uh you know if you're back here in in uh in the east where i am in tennessee you're able to get out onto the trails and ride until january you know Mm-hmm. I've been out riding on January 1st and froze my fingers off. And uh, and I don't know why I do that because, you know, I don't have to get out and ride when it's so stinking cold. But really, I guess uh, January, February, March, and really starting somewhere in March, you can get back on the trails again. So mm-hmm. their training would take place probably January, February through that period. Yep. And you, you yep. guys will get started, what, September? Yeah, I usually get started about the end of September. I go September, October, and I'm probably done about that point. And then I wait till I start up again. I may not be able to get started up again until March and March and April. And then we're just getting ready for the training to, you know, to when we can get in. Uh, we don't get in till probably the 1st of June and around there when the snow melts off. But, you know, snow melts off, then you have high water. So you have to wait for the high water to go down. And then we quickly move in and try and get as much done as we can. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between chainsaws and crosscut saws and where they can Mm -hmm. be used. Because we've got people listening all around the world, all across the United Mm -hmm. States. Uh, and, And so some people don't really understand the differences as far as what is allowed and what isn't allowed. So can you address sure. those uh, things? Yeah. Yeah. So basically the areas you ride in are going to be either wilderness or non-wilderness. If it's a wilderness area, then you would uh, you have to use primitive tools because we uh, it, it, it's non-motorized. Actually, it's non-mechanized. So anything mechanized, we don't even wheel anything and use wheels in there. It's all taking it on horseback or packing or walking. And therefore, we use a cross-cut saw to, to cut wood, any kind of saw from, say, a six-foot two-man saw down to a four-foot single-man saw, even down to a 20-inch silky saw. And you use different saws for, you know, for different things, and they require different skill sets. 
to use that saw versus a chainsaw. Chainsaw we use out in uh, uh, you know non-wilderness areas where where we can use a chainsaw, and that makes it a, a little easier. You can cut more trees in a day. Uh, right. But so that's the difference there. You just mentioned three types of non-mechanized saw. And mm-hmm. one was the two-man saw, which when I think about a, a cross-cut saw, that's what I'm thinking about. And then was a shorter saw that's a one-man saw. And then what was that, silky saw? Or It's, it's silky, silky saw. I believe they come from Japan or from New Zealand. Some come from there. It's a very sharp. You'll see it. Uh, it unfolds. It sort of folds up, and it'll have a 20-inch okay. blade. and they're very sharp. They're very efficient for limbing, or if you want to cut something slightly over your head, they're very efficient for that. Gotcha. You know, as gotcha. far as in, but they're but they're not practical. Say you get in, into a four foot tree that's laying on the ground. They're not really practical for that. Yeah, they're you don't want to use one of those for that. Yeah. 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 So what what kind of saw do you prefer to use yourself uh, when you're out? I prefer a two-man saw. I, I like uh, when you get a two-man saw going. It's it's effortless almost. Uh, you just once you get that saw cutting and started in there, and uh, it will actually start singing to you. And once you hear that sound going, it, it's really fun. And you know, basically the saw does all the work. You just sort of you know you just sort of pull back. You know, you don't push on them. You just pull back. And, okay. Uh, it, it'll, it'll cut through there and. Uh, and uh, those saws are extremely sharp. I mean, it's uh, most of the time anybody's putting the guard on and off, you know, where that, that's how sharp they are. Uh, wow. And we take excellent care of those, I can tell you that. Wow. Well, uh, and I guess some of those are, are uh, got a little age on them, don't they? Yeah, uh, the one I'm currently using, I, I believe it was, it, it was stamped out in 1920. Uh, oh, wow. And it's just, and, and, and it's good steel that what makes it that good because they don't make steel like that anymore too much. Uh, and uh, I get it sharp. I mean, I'll probably cut, oh, one to 200 trees a year in the wilderness, and that saw will go Whoa. through those all, we'll cut them all. Uh, it just stays that sharp that long because of the steel quality. Plus, I take care of it. You know, you you never hit a rock, you never hit the dirt. Because if you do, you're done. I mean, uh, if that saw won't cut. You might as well pack up and leave. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, well. yeah. So a 1920 crosscut saw. Uh, it got to have a little value to it. What is a saw like that worth, Mark? Boy, I I believe mine. When I bought it, I think I paid four hundred for it, and wow. then I went and had it. Then I went and had it sharpened, and uh, the guy had completely reset it and retune it. If you've ever gone on YouTube and watched how they do that, it could be very. It could take a guy forty hours to clean a saw up for the first time and get it sharp. And once he's wow. got it there, he, that's, that that sharpener puts a lot of time and pride into that. And you, you don't abuse it. I mean, I, I right away put put my saws in a, a leather guard, and I don't take it out of there other than to 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 cut a tree. Then I put it back in there right away, you know, because you know it, I I just can't afford to have it get dull, and I I take good care of it. So, wow. and, and usually I only have to have it sharpened maybe every two years, 
something like that, I can, I, I can go probably two full seasons before I need to have it tuned up. So that's pretty. Now, now, I, now I have to ask you, and we're getting off subject just a little bit. But this is fascinating to me. <laughs> so, have you ever gotten into a crosscut saw competition? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Well, tell me about it. Tell me what are those things like. I mean, I've seen well, them on television, you know, but I. Yeah, actually, competitions can be done in a variety of ways. From from logger, yeah. a logger competition can be very serious. Those saws themselves are are specialty saw made just for that, uh, and they go through some some depend upon what they're doing and whatnot clear down to a, a, what we call backcountry competition, which we have every year in our state where we get together and then you have different teams and two people will cut a tree. Everybody cuts, uses the same saw and they cut the same tree or parts of that same tree and you go for competition for time. So. Wow. 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 So you're not, you're not out there on a rolling log Sawing another log no. like I've seen the <laughs> no, money deals or whatever. I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well that's that's pretty fascinating to me. That is pretty, pretty fascinating to me. But uh so the other things and, and all of this that you're doing is to get ready to get back out on the trails because you want people to be safe and uh, knowledgeable and so that's why all of this uh this retraining, rebuilding regrouping mm-hmm. is going on during the off season. Yeah. And, yeah. and for folks that are out there, uh, when we talk about clearing trails, can you address just a little bit what the value of the trail maintenance that Backcountry Horsemen of America does as far as for the spar service? Put a dollar oh, figure wow. out there for me. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know we keep a lot of data at the end of the year when we re- when we regroup, uh, the states will collect all their data from the chapters in, in each state, and then uh, that information is passed up to to the to the national level, and then we present that to the uh, to the national level, and that gets sent into Washington D.C. to the Forest Service. And there we keep track of every mile of trail we clear, sometimes how many trees have been moved, uh, how many, you know, every every kind of data you can think of we keep track of. Uh, you know, some of the larger states will probably come in with, say, a million dollars in each state. Oh, wow. Uh, national, nationally, we do about about $13 million of in-kind for, uh, contribution to the Forest Service. Uh, wow, so and, that's and I, thirteen million. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's thirteen million dollars. It's not coming out of the taxpayer's pocket that way, too. Correct. Yeah, and and we've been doing this for we've been keeping track for twenty years now on data, and I think we just crossed the hundred eighty dollar million mark. Wow, so it can add up. You, know, you keep at it, and it it's uh and it helps the government keep the trails open. You know, because they are our trails. You know, you know they're public trails. There's all different That's classifications right. of them, but so. Well, there are public trails, and and it's it's uh, it's taxpayers' money that goes into uh, a lot of the maintenance work that the Forest Service 
uh, is providing. And so if, if, if Backcountry Horseman America is doing $13 million worth of trails every year, that's a, that's a huge amount of trails. Huge yeah. amount of trails. And, and it, it helps, and it frees up the Forest Service to concentrate on some of the trail rebuilding. Because you, you do get into rebuilding or, or re, a large maintenance that you have to do each year in, in, in any given area. So it, 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 it frees the forest up for that because it funds. So, um, you know, every bit that we do, it, it, it helps out. So. It helps out. And then, and then what it does is it keeps these trails open for you, the trail rider, to be able to get out and enjoy yeah. those trails. Yeah. Because if yeah. you've been out on a trail and you've seen all these trees down and you're trying to find a way to get around them, that's what Backcountry Horsemen of America does. They clear these trails for you so you don't have to worry about that type of thing. Yep. I want to take a real quick break and okay. uh, do another song real quick. This is about like a 16-hand horse. I prefer a 15-1 horse. I'm not really <laughs> crazy about 16. The older I get, the smaller I like them. But this is Wiley and the Wild West. It's called 16 Hands. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Saddle Up America. Devil's on my trail, but he can't catch me. Devil's on my trail, but he can't catch me. I ride the romance she was built for speed. I'm 16 hands closer to God. I worship in a church not made by man. I worship in a church not made by man. Her walls will not crumble and turn to sand. I'm 16 hands closer to God.
around the Wild West, 16 hands, and uh, I guess if you're on a 16-hand horse, you're a little bit closer to God than you would be on a 15-1 horse or something. I'm not sure. Welcome back to the show, and we're talking with Mark Kimmel with Backcountry Horsemen of America. He is the chairman. And, uh, Mark, we talked a little bit about regrouping, retraining people that are doing things to get ready to get out and clear trails when the weather gets better, whatever part of the country you're in. Uh, and the importance of that to the trail riding community to be able to get out and have these trails that are clear. But how should people get involved with Backcountry Horsemen of America, and how can they find chapters where they are? Well, we do a lot of advertising going through the off-season. I say advertising. You know, uh, I, I participate in a lot of in a, in a lot of states too in seminars where we're asked to do, to do something, or I do put on demonstrations. And from there, you know, we put out to uh, the public, you know, what it is that we do, and, and uh, encourage people to get out, use the trail system. Uh, for the most part, you know, you know, where you can reach us, see us at. Uh, uh, bcha.org and find that we got a map on the, our website page and you can scroll down the map and there's 212 chapters in 32 states and you can put in your zip code there and click it and it'll show you where the nearest chapter is to your location where you live. And if you are not in one of those 32 states, I guess you could reach out to BCHA and see about starting a chapter uh, as yes, well. Yes, you could. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we had Hawaii contact us two weeks ago about starting an organization. So, oh. and, 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 there's, and there's quite a few of us that are willing to go over there and train them. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> so. I guess so. I guess so. Well, you know, they have some of the biggest ranches in the country that are out there in Hawaii. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so plenty of trails out there as well. And, and they need maintenance as well so mm-hmm. that'd be kind of fun if you go if you go to hawaii though let me know i might be able to work my schedule or something <laughs> uh, gosh bcha.org is the website to go and look for a chapter that's near you and you can follow that web. they've got a great website so you can find out uh, anything any topics of legislation or other things that are important in your area that you need to be aware of as well, because there are constantly things that are, uh, our government always doesn't do the smartest thing. And so you can kind of keep up with what they're requesting and suggesting and, and uh, let your thoughts be known about those things as well. Well, Mark, it has been fun having you on the show. And again, I'm looking forward to seeing that Surrey and looking for pictures of that. And, uh, Sorry that you have to go back home to all that snow. Okay, yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me today. Well, it is always fun. We really appreciate you doing this, and we look forward to seeing you next month or or Randy or or uh, having Backcountry Horse of America on. It's been 11 years soon that Backcountry Horse of America has been part of Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And we appreciate the relationship that we've had. So thank you, sir. Appreciate you. You're welcome. All right. 
We're going to take a listen to another song by Mr. Dan McCorson. It's called Riding Out to Beat the Day. We'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. We downed all the biscuits, bacon and the beans. Swallowed our last cup. You could hear the cavy coming. It's too dark to really see. But that sun is starting up. And the horses are a-milling in a handheld rope corral. You call out for your mount. The boss builds a big loop, throws a backhand hula head. Well, I finally get him covered Start him out real slow I got a fight to hold him in I guess like me he's itching To see what's up the road Man, there's something in the wind might be a mountain we got a scale Could be a rough and a rocky trail No matter what, it's an easier ride With all these good friends by my side Riding
got to meet today, Mr. Dan McCorson. It has been a heck of a lot of fun today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. First of all, on the Campfire Cafe with our very special guest, Mr. Mike Blakely. And then a lot of fun to visit with Mark Kimmel, Chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America on Saddle of America. Next Thursday, next Thursday, we will be traveling to Albuquerque, New Mexico, broadcasting live from the International Western Music Association Convention, and we'll have many, many guests, both poets and singers and songwriters. Be sure and tune in for that show. That will be a special show. It will be a two-hour show that we'll be doing, and that will be coming from Albuquerque, New Mexico, from Old Town, and uh, it should be a whole lot of fun. But that is for the uh, International Western Music Association National Convention that's taking place and their award show that will be there as well. And then beginning Saturday, this Saturday, we ha- man, we have a great show lined up We're live from Nashville. And uh, the legendary Mr. John Barry will be joining for the first part of the show, followed by the girls next door. And we'll be kind of catching up with the girls to find out what's been going on with them and uh, talk a little bit about their great new music as well. But that's live from Nashville, and that starts at noon on Saturday, right here on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We remind you that you can listen to all of the shows on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and most streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio, And, of course, you can always listen from our website at equestrianlegacy.net. It's been a lot of fun having you with us today for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle of America. Join us again for Live from Nashville on Saturday. We will see you next week. And right now we're going to take a listen to a great song from Miss Nikki Furman and John Chandler. It's called Loving Country. Thanks for joining us. Now the wind keeps picking up He steps out of his Ford truck Nine, seven years of drought and tears Nothing left but stubborn pride It looks cloudy in the west They say that's for the best Why does she stay? She cannot say But her strength hasn't died you don't get your hopes up Cause the cloud is like a high school tea You close your weary eyes Like you can't smell rain on that breeze But the weatherman keeps saying Get your sheep to high ground For this morning in Loving County The rain is coming down Sections on or least with the mercy of the beast. 
his cattle so feels so damn old till he thinks of her back home. They say ranching's like a dream, so broke and cruel and lean. She prays for him, for hope's grown dim, distant underground. Cause the cloud is like a high school tea You close your weary eyes Like you can't smell rain on that breeze But the weatherman keeps saying Get your sheep to high ground For this morning in Bourbon County The rain is coming down Stands by the screen door Like she's done so often before A cold hard rain Since thirst and pain Ninety sheep dead Maybe more While he screams there in the yard God, why must droughts break hard But he can't quit No, she won't quit They'll go on like before Cause the cloud is like a high school tease You close your weary eyes Like you can't smell rain on that breeze But the weatherman keeps saying Get the sheep to higher ground For this morning in Loving County The rain is coming down 